Welcome to the Christian Faith Fellowship Church podcast. We are a church that believes in praying, going, and life-changing discipleship in Jesus. We are so glad you've joined in for this message. If you enjoy what you hear, follow us to stay connected with our future updates and podcasts. This is our Mother's Day service, Lasting Legacy. Grab a Bible and a notebook and get ready to learn. Here we go. Well, praise God, church family. It's so good to worship the Lord. Amen. Good to come together here on Mother's Day. Just before we get into the message today, let me just give you some information. We asked for a collection for cards, you know, sent to doctors and nurses and paper, people with the coronavirus. So far, you guys have brought in over 400 cards. Big handout to you on comments there. Just put a little clap hand and just thank you for doing that. Those cards go out to the people to just thank them. Also, uh, Beth Ann and our church and some others have have wanted to put together masks. So we have masks here if you don't have one, handmade. They're like in little sandwich bags and it says adult or it says children. So if you need one, Check at the church in the bin over at the admin side. If there's none there, we're going to kind of replenish them as we go along. So don't, you know, go writing, how come you don't have a mask for me? Just kidding. We will get them out there. She'll get them out to you. We don't know how many people need them, so they're going to make a little bit each time. Amen? All right, you ready to get into the Word today? Let's go ahead and open in prayer, and we'll go ahead and dig in today. Father, we thank you on this special Mother's Day that we can dig into your word. Your word, Lord, is a lamp to our feet. It gives light to the simple, understanding to us, Lord, in each area of our lives. And I thank you today on this special day, special Mother's Day, Lord. We just thank you for your word going forth. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. God is good, amen. Why don't you get an open to Colossians chapter 3, verse 17. So again, I want to say happy Mother's Day. In this crazy year, I pray that Mother's Day 2020 will be a very special one for you. I mean, you just, you know, it was crazy Easter, crazy Palm Sunday, and here we are now Mother's Day, and we're still not together as a church, amen? But in this message I just want to bring forth something that's always dear to my heart that I try to do in my own life and Diane tries to do in her life. And I want to talk to you about legacy, building a legacy within our children and those that we influence around us. A legacy is something held and transferred to someone else. So something that I have, but now I'm transferring it to someone else. A person's legacy is not determined by who the person is, but rather a person's legacy is determined by what is done for Christ while here on the earth. Thus, anyone, say that with me there, write it there, anyone can leave a a lasting legacy. This is so amazing. I don't have to be uh, rich. I don't have to be, uh, you know, prosperous or this or that. I can still leave a legacy, amen? I like what the poet C.T. Studd wrote. He said it, only one life to live till soon be passed. Only what I've done for Christ 
will last. And that is the gospel truth. Amen. As I get older, I see how short life is. You know, when you're young, your life looks so wide. As you're getting older, it's getting a little bit more narrow from entering into eternity. So it's really what I've done for Christ. It's what's going to last for all eternity. What did I do with my time? What did I do with my talent? What did I do with my treasure? You know, was my time, oh, I'm the biggest person on Facebook. Well, are you a missionary on Facebook? Are you a missionary on Instagram? Are you a missionary on Twitter? Are you taking time to influence people's lives while here on this earth? On this Mother's Day, I want to talk about that legacy. And this isn't just for the women. This is for all of us because each and every one of us, I don't care if you're 10 years old, 15 years old, 20 years old, or you're all the way up to 80, 90 years old, you can leave a legacy. Legacy. One more time with the definition. Something that we have or we held that we transfer to someone else. I pray that I transferred myself into my children and that they will now transfer it into my grandchildren, their children, and great grandchildren. But like I said before, you know my heart towards prayer. I don't just pray for my kids. I pray for my grandkids and I pray for their kids too. Because when I'm dead and gone, I want my anointing, my life to be transferred over to them. I've seen too many great men and women of God, and their kids aren't serving the Lord. No, 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 no. As for me and my house, come on, you know it, say it there. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Amen? Well, my kids aren't serving the Lord. Are you praying for them? Yeah, I pray fervently for them. Then they will serve the Lord. Amen? There's no if, what's, or but about No if, what's, or buts about it. They have no choice. I'm praying for them. Amen. So Colossians 3.17, this is the New King James Version, and it says, And whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord, our Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Interesting, right? Whatever we do in word, speaking, or deed, action, I do it in the name of my Lord Jesus. In other words, I want my life to represent Jesus Christ 24-7. That doesn't mean I'm preaching the gospel every minute. It means I live a life by his standard, by his word. I live a life by, by knowing what the Bible says and then applying it to my life. As I've said before, we're not blessed because we hear the word of God. There are, there are literally millions, of time, literally billions of people that hear the word of God. But there is a remnant that are doers of the word of God. Those that put God's word into action. That's where I want, <clears throat> excuse me, my life to be as a life of action. Amen? In Colossians 3, 7, in the message paraphrase, it says it like this. Let every detail in your lives, word, action, whatever, be done in the name of the master, Jesus, thanking God the Father every step of the way. Look, if I got 60 years to live for Christ, I'm going to live those 60 years. If I got 70, I got 80, 90, or up to 120, I want to live every word and action. 
When I lose my temper, I repent of that. I ask God to forgive me because that wasn't glorifying Jesus with my mouth. Amen? So I know it. Come on. If you're sensitive to the Holy Spirit, when you lose your temper or you, a foul word comes out of your mouth or whatever it might be, you get that witness right in your heart. It's not a condemnation. It's a witness. That was wrong. I know it was wrong. I need to apologize to my son, to my daughter, to my husband, to my wife, to my co-worker, whatever it might be. Amen? So today, I want us to look at a young man named Timothy and how his mom and grandma had a major part to play in his life. So if you would turn with me to 2 Timothy chapter 1. Interesting. Understand who this Timothy is. This Timothy was a co-worker with the Apostle Paul, and this Timothy was the pastor of the Ephesus church, the biggest church all the way back then. They say this church was huge, but he was a young man. And you're going to see certain statements that Paul makes to him to help him. But in saying that, the influence of his mom, his grandma, not his dad in this instance because his dad was an unbeliever, but the influence of his mom and grandma changed his life. And I'll talk about that in a moment, but let's read here. 2 Timothy chapter 1, beginning with verse 3. The apostle Paul, his mentor, says to him, I thank God whom I serve <clears throat> with a pure conscience as my forefathers did, as without ceasing I remember you in my prayers day and night. Isn't that precious? So here the Apostle Paul is saying, Timothy, I pray for you in the morning. I pray for you at noontime. I pray for you as the sun goes down. You remember Daniel? He went up and prayed, what was it, three times a day. What, what a prayer life. Amen? Verse 4. I greatly desire to see you, being mindful of your tears, that I may be filled with joy. Look at the father-son relationship here. And I know this is a Mother's Day message, and we're going to look at his mother and his grandmother, but look at this person who took time to pour into him. I, I look at people on my staff. I look at John Rich pouring into Troy. I look at others pouring into one another, and that is so important. The older should be teaching the younger. Older women teach the younger women, older men, teaching. That's legacy. That's pouring it to someone else. Yeah, but what if they fail me? It doesn't matter. God looks at your heart. Amen? That other person has to do what they got to do. God looks at your heart. Now look at verse 5. When I call to remembrance the genuine faith that was in you, in who? In Timothy. In Timothy, which dwelled first in who? Grandma Lois and grandma and mother Eunice, and I am persuaded is it is in you also. Now watch what Paul tells him. He says, "Look, I know this all started in you by the love of your mother and your grandmother for Almighty God through Jesus Christ, and because of that, it is placed within you." But in saying that, look at verse six. I remind you to stir up the gifts which are in you through the laying on of my hands. So we see the Apostle Paul laid hands on this young man. Gifts were imparted to him. I know the gift of being a pastor was imparted in him. But 
Paul says here, you got to stir it up, man. And I know, I, you know, I used to camp. I don't camp anymore. I can't handle laying, laying in a, a tent anymore, amen? Give me a hotel anytime. But anyway, here, if you, when we used to go camping and we made a fire, that fire would start going down. What did you need to do? Stir it up. And it's the same way with us in our lives. We get on fire for God. I, I have a day, oh, man, it's just, I'm on fire for God. We go to bed, we wake up the next day, and it's like, I'm tired. I don't know what's going on. What do I need to do? Stir it up. One of the greatest ways I found the stirring it up is praying in other tongues, praying hard in other tongues, amen, fervently stirring up the gift that's in you. Now watch the words that the Apostle Paul says to this young man, Timothy, who had been mentored by him, but first from his mom and grandma, Mother's Day, amen. Verse 7, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And many commentaries bring out that Timothy was getting nervous. He's hearing about, he's seeing people from his church that are leaving the faith because Nero is out there and he's putting Christians on stakes and, and putting tar on them and lighting them to light up his streets. He's, he's killing Christians all over the place. You know, think about it. Here we are complaining about the coronavirus. We have to stay in our house. Man, I haven't been, been taken out to the Colosseum, if you know what I'm trying to say. So church family and all things, give thanks. Give thanks that we're not being burned like that, burned at the stake, beheaded like John the Baptist or, or given up to be eaten by lions and gladiators and stuff like here. But here Timothy's getting nervous. He's seeing people dying. He said he's the leader. You know they want to get the leader, right? You get the leader in the flock, scatters. And here Paul gives him these great words that I stand on and you stand on. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Amen? Women, women are some of the most impactful people this world has ever known. And isn't is it amazing, women, how you have been put down, even in the Christian churches? Oh, no, women can't teach. Oh, no, women can't have any leadership. Well, you know what I say to that, right? <laughs> Get involved in CFFC. We need you to be prayer warriors. We need you in the administrative realm. We need you as ushers, greeters, and every other part of the ministry. Amen? When you look throughout the Word of God, you see the women that are mightily used of God. Let me just give you one example here, and I'll give you a few more later on. But in Luke chapter 1, excuse me, Luke chapter 8, verse 1, watch what it says here. This is talking about the ministry of Jesus Christ. See, people think the ministry of Jesus Christ was Jesus spoke to a tree and money appeared, and he was able to feed his disciples and give to the poor. You remember Judas was the treasurer, uh, and they would give money to poor people from the treasury? Watch how the money came in. Watch this. Verse 1. Now it came to pass afterwards that he went through every city and village preaching and bringing the glad tidings of the kingdom of God. And the twelve were with him. Remember his, the apostles, the disciples? And certain women who had been healed of evil spirits and infirmity. Mary called Madeline, out of whom he had cast out seven demons. Jonah, the wife of Susa. 
Herod Stewart? <laughs> she was in the, she was working for Herod, but she was a believer on Jesus Christ, and she followed Jesus Christ and ministered to his needs. And Susanna and many, many others, many other who? Women who provided from him for him from their substance. They cooked the meals. They gave them money. They helped it any way they could. And their names are mentioned in the gospel to be shared throughout the world. So stop putting women down. God exalts them. I exalt them also. Amen? Church family, mothers, fathers, grandparents, let's not give up our responsibility to someone else. Let's leave a legacy, but instead take ownership over our areas of influence so that the next generation may be changed for the good. We've all heard this statement. It has been said that behind every great man is a faithful woman lifting up his arms of her husband. I say there's an exhausted woman, amen? But since the beginning of time, women have been major contributors to all of society. In biblical culture, it was the woman who primarily raised and cared for the children. Thus, they were the greatest example of children that, that, that the children had day by day. Throughout history, women have contributed to great art, great music, great theology, education, exploration, and adventure. In Proverbs 31, it shows us a godly woman as someone who runs her business and her home, all the while making, making everyone, especially her husband and children, proud. Amen? Read that. I don't know if we'll have time to read Proverbs 31, but read this godly woman. Amen? When we think of Timothy in the Bible, it's hard to separate him from his up upbringing. The Bible is clear that he was raised by and inspired by his mother Eunice and his grandmother Lois. Again, 2 Timothy 1, 5. Two great women of the Bible. These women were given credit for bringing up one of the most influential pastors in biblical record. Again, he was the pastor of the church of Ephesus, the biggest church of his time. We don't, know how much, we don't know much about Eunice except that she was married to a Greek man or an unbeliever. So it shows me that even if you're married to an unbeliever, God can still use you. It says it here in uh, Acts 16 and verse 1. It says, then he came to Darby and Lystra. And behold, a certain disciple was there named Timothy the son of a certain Jewish woman who believed, she was a believer, and his father was Greek. So he was not a believer. He was well spoken of by the brethren. So he lived a life of godliness, a life that was well spoken of. We do know that Paul thought Timothy had great biblical training in his youth because he brought out this scripture to him, and I want you to see it. Go over to 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 15. 2 Timothy 3 and verse 15. And look what Paul says to Timothy. Many of you have quoted this scripture that I'm going to bring out in verse 16. And that from childhood you have known the holy scriptures which are able to make you wise from salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. Parents! Parents! 
The scriptures is what makes your children wise, not school books. School is to make the mind smart, but wisdom comes from the word of God. Look at verse 16. All scripture, Genesis to Revelation, is given by the inspiration of God, and it is profitable. Watch what, first of all, the scripture is profitable, and it's profitable for doctrine, reproof, correction, for the instruction of, 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 of righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work, and this can only be attributed to his mother and grandmother teaching him the Old Testament, teaching him the Word of God. They were the primary ones responsible for establishing Timothy in the faith. Look, I shared with you how me and Diane did it. We had prayer time with our kids. We had devotional time with our kids. And now I watch a little picture that of my granddaughter with a Bible in her hand, things like that. Oh, the importance of teaching your kids the Word of God. I can't overemphasize it. It'll leave a legacy. But because of the early training of these two godly women, God was able to use one of the greatest followers of Jesus, Paul, to continue Timothy's training. Any mother would have been proud if Paul came to their hometown looking for someone to be the next leader. Paul knew his life was coming to the end. In fact, 2 Timothy is Paul's last letter, right? And he picks, handpicks their son, crediting his godliness, Timothy's godliness, to this woman and their young, this young man's life. It would also be nice if every child thought of their mother in that way also. Because the Bible shows special importance to moms. Amen? Special importance. Well, you know what? Let me say that again. The Bible shows special importance to godly mothers. There are many mothers out there on drugs and everything else. I'm sorry. You need to straighten out your life. You need to be born again. Amen? We've heard this statement before. Let me just bring it out to you. To a four-year-old, mommy can do everything. To an eight-year-old, mom knows a lot. To a 12-year-old, mom doesn't know much of anything. To a 16-year-old, it's not worth asking mom because she doesn't know. To an 18-year-old, mother is way out of date. To a 25-year-old, mom might know a thing or two. To a 35-year-old, it's probably best to consult mom on this issue. To a 50-year-old, some wish they can consult mommy. To a 70-year-old, they often wonder what mommy would have said about that. Through the source, though the source, excuse me, church, though the source of this saying is unknown, the reality is that children often grow in stages of how they feel about their mothers. Children, never be ashamed of your mom. Your mom has lived longer than you, and she's definitely worth consulting at every stage in your life. Hey, moms, grandmoms, ladies, what kind of influence and legacy are you leaving in the lives of your children, your grandchildren, your nieces, your nephew, your Sunday school classes, the next generation? Your influence is greater and broader than you would ever realize. Let me give you some ex examples. 
considers, consider Moses' mother, Jochebed, who was bold and courageous enough to take a risk so that Moses can live. You'll find that in Numbers and Exodus. Moses would eventually be one of the Israel's greatest and most faithful leaders. Consider Deborah in the book of Judges, who helped lead the entire nation of Israel into victory. Consider Naomi, who helped Ruth find the one true God, where she, where she would become a part of a godly heritage in the kingly line of David, and she's a great, 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 great grandmother of our Lord Jesus Christ. Consider Hannah, who prayed and pleaded with God to give her a child with this promise to give him right back to God. Hannah kept her promise, and Samuel would end up leading Israel in some of its finest moments, a great prophet of God. Consider Mary, the mother of Jesus, and the great faith she has as a young woman to bear a child, even as she was a virgin. And her son, Jesus, was not only the son of God, but he is the savior of the world. Amen, church family. Amen, women. You can be in that lineage by making a decision to raise up your children in the fear and admonition of the Lord. Fathers too, men, single men, single women. What is outstanding about each of these women who made an impact in the Bible is that each one of them has a different story to tell. They, that means there isn't one perfect candidate for being a great mom or a great grandma or just a great woman, amen? In other words, you don't have to have it all figured out. You don't have to be a stay-at-home mom. You don't, have, you don't have to be a working mom. You don't have to be a married mom, a widowed mom, a divorced mom, or a mom at all in order for God to use you. God can use anyone who is fully sold out to him. In modern times, some of you have heard of Corrie Timboom. She was a single woman all, all her life who was responsible for hiding many Jews away from the Nazi Holocaust. She saved hundreds and hundreds of lives. She was a bold, courageous woman who certainly left a legacy of great influence. Think about that, church family. This woman, single girl, would hide people. Teenagers, look what we could do for Christ if we would just get off of, I need everybody to accept me. God accepts you. And if God is for you, who can be against you? Be a godly man. Be a godly woman. And watch what God can do with your life. Think of Elizabeth Elliot, whose missionary husband, Jim, was killed by the very people he sought to reach. Elizabeth stayed on the mission field and continued to raise her daughters and reach out to that very tribe that killed her husband. What a great example of biblical strength and character. Can you imagine that? The people that killed your husband are the people that you're now ministering to. Amazing, right? Amy Carmichael. She was a single woman and had a ministry in India who started an orphanage for sex trafficked girls and also for boys. She was called Ama, mother. She would go on to write 
many books. Amen? Whatever God's calling is on your life, his desire is that you use your influence in the location where he has called you. Women, mothers, let God use you. Fathers, let God use you. On this Mother's Day, be an influencer. Oh, but who am I? Listen, Susanna Wesling would take her apron, put it over her head, and she would pray for her kids and check out the history of her kids. One became the one that wrote most of, not most of, a lot of the hymns in the hymnal. The other one was John Wesley out there. Think about what you can do just by your prayers. Have you ever considered being a missionary on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, instead of just putting things out there? Be a missionary. Put scriptures out there. Put the altar call out there. Put the ABCs of faith out there. Put blogs out there. Nobody will read them. You only need one person to read them. A Timothy that can go out and influence the world. I always wonder, who is the person that got Billy Graham born again? I guarantee you. They asked Billy Graham, you know, if you could do it again, what would you do? He said, I would pray more. I would pray more. Every great revival came through prayer. Ladies, we need you. Raise your children right. Pray over their beds. Anoint their sheets. Anoint their towels. Cast the devil out in any way that he would try to come against them. Let God use you in a great way. Let God make a great legacy out of your life. I don't care if you're 20 today, 30 today, 40 today. I don't care if you have little infants or teenagers right now. What I know is what God can do through you. In Proverbs chapter 31, it's the amazing story of this woman here. And I just want to read it as we wrap up today. Let me just say, as I'm saying this, happy Mother's Day again. Happy Mother's Day to women of influence. Happy Mother's Day to women of great legacies. But one life I have to live, I want to live it for Christ. Proverbs 31 and verse 10. I'm just going to read it from the New King James Version. I looked at it at the Passion. Awesome. I looked at it at the New Living Translation. Awesome. I looked at it over in the in message paraphrase. Awesome. I want to read it from you just from the New King James today because I think it's awesome in every way that it's written. The Amplified Classic is awesome also. Amen? Awesome, I say. <laughs> All right, Proverbs 31.10. Who can find the virtuous wife for her worth is far above rubies. The heart of her husband safely trusts her, so he will have no lack of gain. She does him good and not evil all the days of her life. Diane, I can say that to you, love. You do that good. You do so much good for me. Thank you, Diane, for speaking the word over me. Thank you, Diane, for praying for me. Thank you, Diane, that I know today I couldn't be a pastor. I couldn't be preaching the gospel if it wasn't for you. I honor you, my precious wife. I honor you. She does good for him, not evil, all the days of her life. She seeks wool and flax and will willingly works with her hands. She is like the merchant ship. She brings her food from afar. She also rises while it's yet 
night and provides food for her household and a portion for her maidservant. She considers a field and buys it. From her profit, she plants a vineyard. She girds herself with strength and strengthens her arm. She perceives that her merchandise is good and her lamp does not go out by night. She stretches out her hand to, the, to her staff and her hand holds the spindle. She extends her hand to the poor. Yes, she reaches out her hand to the needy. She is not afraid of snow for her household, for all her household is clothed, clothed with scarlet. She makes tapestry, boy, better get a drink of water here, for herself. Her clothing is fine linen and purple. Her husband is known in the gate when he sits among the elders of the land. She makes linen garment and sells them and supplies sashes for the merchant. Strength and honor her clothing, and she shall rejoice in the time to come. She opens her mouth with wisdom, and on her tongue is the law of kindness. She watches over the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Just doesn't sit around and does nothing, playing games all day long. Her children rise up and call her blessed. Her husband also also calls her blessed. And, you know, I say this to Diane, and guys, say it to your wife. Your children call you blessed, Diane. Your children, your grandchildren, Rebecca, Daniel, Jennifer, all eight of our grandchildren, they love you, Diane, because of what you've done right here, Proverbs 31. Her children rise up and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praises her, which I did. Many daughters have done well, but you excel them all. Charm, in the, it, charm is deceitful. Beauty is passive. But a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. Give her of the fruit of her hands and let her own works praise her in the gates. Men, speak that to your wife. Women, if you're single out there or, or, or you're divorced or widow, I speak it over you. I bless you today with these blessings. Amen. I want to do that right now as we wrap up this service. I want to bless you with a, a Mother's Day blessing. Amen. Father, on this precious day, Mother's Day, again, yes, you are called Father, but you're the one that gives life to mother and father. I speak a special blessing over the ladies right now. I pray, Father, for a spark today to say, yes, today I start a legacy. Today I start a change. And I thank you for that. I thank you that there's a stirring coming right now, a Holy Ghost stirring that's going to stir women up to say, you know what? I might be single right now, but I can help raise some children in the children's ministry. I can help raise some children in the teenage ministry, Lord. I can do a work there, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your anointing that's here right now, just going out upon the ladies, upon the men, upon everybody that's watching right now. Thank you for this, Lord, in Jesus' name. As we wrap up the service today, I ask you, if you've never asked Jesus into your heart, to be your Lord, to be your Savior. He'd like to do that right now. Then I ask you to pray this prayer. Pray it from your heart. Pray it because you mean it. 
Say this with me. My dear God in heaven, I believe today that Jesus Christ, he is the son of God. I believe that he died on the cross, that he rose on the third day. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. I thank you for, for forgiving me of every sin. I repent of them, Lord. And I thank you that in my repentance, you are now restoring me, Lord. I thank you today that I am born again. In Jesus' name, amen. If you're praying that prayer for the first time or as a rededication, or maybe you're not sure, you're watching this, this telecast, whatever it's called, and you, 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 know, you, you just need some more information, then I ask you to do me a favor. Just write a quick email to that right there on the screen, revbob at cffchurch.org, and let Reverend Bob respond to you. Let him help you out of your new journey. Let him help build a legacy within your life. Amen. I want to thank you for being here today. I want to thank you for getting in the word. Happy Mother's Day, ladies. Happy Mother's Day. Well, praise God. I thank God, men, women, that we can lead a, leave a legacy for Almighty God. Amen. It's what we do in this life that's going to last for all eternity. We just get one shot at this, one shot in our lives now. We can let things affect us or we can go forward and keep yeah. doing it. Amen. Yeah. I just want to thank you so much for being here today. Diane, would you pray a blessing sure. over us? Sure. Father, I just thank you for every woman, every mother that's listening to the message today. I thank you, Lord, that you work in each one of our hearts to realize and encourage us to live that legacy, to be the mother, the wife, the father, the husband, the employee, whatever it is that we're called to do yes, to be the best we can be. And I thank you, Lord, for that. Now, Lord, I thank you for blessing your people. You bless and keep us, protect us, sustain us, and guard us. You lift up your face upon us with divine approval and give us peace, a tranquil heart and life. We confess that we are the head and not the tail. We are above only and not beneath, that in all our ways and endeavors, we are greatly blessed, highly favored, and deeply loved. We are blessed to be a blessing. Thank you for worshiping with us. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. Have an awesome day.